Impact Driven Entrepreneur, episode 50, how to streamline your customer journey with guest expert, Kelly Garrett. So excited to dive in. Welcome to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur, the podcast that helps you expand your reach and convert that reach into clients so you can lead your tribe with confidence and create change in the world while living the life you desire. And now your host, certified business coach and consultant, Mariana Ruiz. Hi, welcome everybody to the Impact Driven Entrepreneur. Today we have a special guest, Kelly Garrett. She is the founder and master of marketing at Etcetera Designs and Marketing. She places herself in the customer's shoes and helps companies to create a cohesive customer journey to elevate fragmented, inconsistent marketing, making it easier for business owners to focus on what you do best. Um, so excited to have you here, Kelly, and to really talk about um, kind of what you do and a little bit more about this customer journey and how to make that experience really, really beautiful for your for your clients. So, can you tell us a little bit of how you got started and what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So. I have been kind of a natural marketer, entrepreneur my whole life. I was the kid who was coming up with not just lemonade stands, but, you know, different products and things to sell in my neighborhood and got very interested in design um, and technology at a very early age. And so it's just kind of always been something that has been an interest and it's very easy to put myself in other people's shoes. So just part of my personality, I'm very, you know, empathetic. I can relate to people well. And so when I'm working on marketing for a company, I'm constantly asking myself, you know, what, what is their customer experiencing? What are, what's the message that they're receiving? And so I'm able to kind of bridge that gap with companies to help them you know, view things from a different perspective, from the perspective of their customers. Yeah, that's so interesting. And can you tell us a little bit more about some of the mistakes with this inconsistent marketing? Like, what does that look like? What might be some symptoms that somebody might be experiencing if they're having that? Absolutely. Um, the Just from a visual standpoint, um, it's pretty easy to pinpoint incongruent marketing. So if you look at, uh, you know, the, someone's funnel, if, if you go to a opt-in page, the, the design might not carry through to the thank you page and then to the website and um, just the visual look can be inconsistent. And that is one of the easiest things to spot and the easiest things to fix from a congruency standpoint. Um, and what that does is it gives a subliminal kind of message to the customer that, you know, they may not be able to identify exactly what isn't right, but just have this feeling like, hmm, something's just a little bit off. I may not quite trust this, this business the way I should. Um, and so that's a very, very basic thing. But then going even deeper... Um, it's looking at the experience after someone purchases to, okay, now what experience am I having while I'm working with the business? And I think that oftentimes as marketers, we get very caught up in the funnel and the 
the pre-sale and actually the sale itself that we put all of our energy and focus there. But once we've actually closed a deal with somebody and they become a customer, then we, it's like, okay, now we can take a sigh of relief. We, whew, we got the hard part out of the way. And then our service tends to uh, slack a little bit and, and that's where we can start to lose the customer. And so, you know, part of what makes a very cohesive, seamless customer journey for someone is when the feeling that they get when before the purchase relationship happens and, and the relationship starts the very first time they see you. Um, so it's not just about the relationship after the, the transaction, but from the moment they first see you, that that relationship that you're building is something that just constantly grows and grows and grows and builds upon itself. It should never switch gears. It should never all of a sudden feel differently because a business is a living, breathing organization, much like, you know, we're humans and that's how our personal relationships work. We're not going to uh, one day wake up and have a completely different personality with our friends than we did the day before. And so businesses shouldn't have that either. Yeah. And what do you say to somebody who has a little bit of fear of being truly themselves? Like I so experienced this <laughs> in my business because I have kind of like this dual personality and my people have heard about this. Like, no, I don't have schizophrenia or something like that. But basically I have like this loving, caring side to myself. And then I have this like fierce business owner, get down and dirty with business and get it done. So, mm -hmm. um, and my background is a nurse. So actually that worked really well in my nursing days. Um, <laughs> but um, here, right. It really was a struggle because I, you know, would compare myself to like what other coaches were doing or even what I was trained and certified as a coach to be able to do and support people. And I wasn't really allowed to bring in some of my fear side into my coaching, right? So mm -hmm. how does one fully embrace that aspect of who they truly are so that there's that congruence, right? With that mm -hmm. marketing on the front end. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have four steps to make that happen. And the first is to know yourself. And what that looks like is really digging deep and identifying what you as a business owner or a coach or a service provider, um, what you really provide and what you really bring to the table. And that is something that comes you know, over time, some people may be more confident about that than others. And if that's an area that you don't necessarily feel confident in, the first thing to do is do some, do some work there and figure out, dig really deep and figure out what is it that I can provide that no one else can provide. And everybody has something, you know, you may be in an industry where there's a lot of um, overlap and there's a lot of noise and other people do what you do. But you still can offer and provide something that no one else can. So the first step is to really get to know yourself, get to know the value that you bring to the table, what you do differently than other people and how you do that. Then the second step is to know your customer and know what they want. So once you've solidified and grounded yourself in who you are, then really get to know your customer, understand what their problems are, understand what 
a, a solution looks like for them. So what transformation are they looking for? What's, what's their starting point, their A, and what's the Z that they're looking for or that they don't even, they may not even know what Z is for them. They just know they have a problem. So really understanding and knowing that. And then after you've identified those two things, knowing yourself, knowing your customers, then it's all about communicating clearly how you can understand them and you can meet their needs. And if you really kind of break it down into that and really simplify it in that way, it becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot um, clearer on how to get over your fears because the fears become more visible and you can, you can start to work on having the confidence where you need to have the confidence. Love that. Love that. Um, and where, um, what do you think is kind of like, once they've got that, they've figured out kind of like their message, their, you know, what they're great at and their clients, like, what do you feel is, um, like next for those people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think then it comes down to, you know, so basically on a simplistic level, once you know yourself, you know, your customers, then you, you've basically got your strategy to an extent, you know, there's still some things you need to figure out with packaging and pricing and, um, how all of that is going to flow together. But once you have that, it, you just get this really solidified sense of, wow, okay, I've got clarity. I know where I'm headed. I know what this is supposed to look like. And then it's a matter of just putting the pieces down on the table. And so that's when you bring in technology. That's when you just execute on the plan and don't stop at the point of sale, you know, so, so many people that are teaching marketing and, and all of the marketing that we're learning about out there is heavily, heavily focused on lead generation funnels and it's, it just stops at the sale, but your customer has an experience far beyond that. And, and like I said earlier, that's a part of the relationship. So if we fail to continue to reiterate to the customer how we are helping them, how we understand them after the sales process, we're doing both of us a huge injustice because, uh, or a huge disservice because we need to constantly remind them. Um, our customers have fears as they work with us. And the point at which they purchase from us is probably the point at which they have their highest fear. So they're forking over their money and it's money that they've earned and they don't know yet what the results of working you with you are going to be. So that's not the point to stop um, trying to comfort them and trying to show them that we understand what they're going through. That's the time when we need to step it up and say, okay, now you've put something out there. You've given me money. Now it's time to really continue to show you that this is going to work out. We're going to be able to help you. We understand what you need and just continue to foster that relationship. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to your question, I mean, I think, I think once you have that strategy in place, not stopping at the sale and taking a look at what the relationship looks like through the entire 
um, the entire relationship, you know, even after you're done working with them and how you can continue to support them after you've worked with them, once you have a really clear picture of that, then it becomes a matter of execution, getting the technology in place, getting your team members on board with your message and your goals of transformation for the customer. I love that, especially because <laughs> there's so much that I want to pull out of that. So yeah, I love that because number one, like the customer experience afterwards is huge. Like this is, you can find literally at least six figures if you were to just keep all the current customers <laughs> that you had, like most, most businesses could, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's huge. Um, in my hospital days, like in the administration side, like one of the biggest things that I did was improve profits while improving quality care. And that, you know, proper follow-up was huge with the existing, you know, patients that we would have. Huge, huge, huge. Um, I also think uh, it's really important what you're seeing here about executing. So tell me kind of like, I mean, I don't know if this is just my personal bias, but like if we just stay stuck in examining our mindset and we're not executing, like that's a big problem mm -hmm. that, I, that I personally see a lot. So I love that you're talking about executing. Like what else is something that you see standing in the way of businesses like taking action and, and doing that full execution all the way till the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and kind of to that point, I feel like there's, two types of places that we get stuck and one is yes just like you say the mindset the the background work the um uh the word isn't coming to me right now but you know the the thinking the strategy part of it and then the flip side to that is diving into the execution too soon and getting caught up in the technical details and well why is my website you know i want this to be pink instead of purple and you know it needs to do this and i think that we have a tendency to to kind of get ourselves stuck in both places but if you can force yourself to kind of step back and then dive in and then step back and dive in and i like to use the analogy of um you know in aviation different elevations so if you're if you're at a kind of a 30,000 foot view of things that's more the strategy the vision and then diving into the execution is kind of like the thousand foot view you're way down close to the ground you're looking at the details and if you um, can force yourself to kind of go back and forth between those two and not stay in one place for too long that's how you will be able to get past where you get stuck because ultimately we end up getting stuck at one of those places. If you're, if you're in strategy in 30,000 foot view mode, you come to a point where you've, you end up overthinking and you start questioning what your, what your plan is and you can analyze all day long, but until you put something down on paper until you actually have something physical and by that I, I mean a website or a product or a, an interaction with a customer that you can get metrics and analytics on you're just still making guesses and you're not guesses they're they're educated guesses but you're still in theoretical mode mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. yeah I've so seen that like with my clients they're either a lot better at the 
fine details and they get stuck there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just like you said, the website colors. Or they're so overthinking and really big picture. And I think personally, what has worked well for my clients is to bring in somebody into your team that is the opposite of what you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if you're huge on visionary, like getting someone to handle some of those details that like are almost impossible for you. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, that is key. Um, and to, I think, I mean, and, and depending on, you know, budget, obviously you, you have a different number of team members you can bring on or a different amount that you can, you can pay people. And so I think, yes, finding someone who has the opposite skill that you do is critical. And then a step beyond that point is to bring someone who is able to transition between the two. Um, that doesn't mean they have to be a hundred percent technical because you've got someone that's a hundred percent technical um, or they don't have to be 100% strategic because you, ho- you hopefully will have someone that is 100% strategic, but someone who's good at navigating, you know, being the, um, I use a lot of aviation <laughs> analogies, so being the navigator, so to speak, you know, someone who can, uh, who's really good at taking all these different pieces at different levels and bringing them together. Mm-hmm. Love it. I love that. And that takes a lot of that, like, redirection work from you, which is huge. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I want to go back because you sort of glossed over this, but I want to just like dig a little bit more into this topic and like the whole piece about the technology, because I see this a lot, you know, especially when people are chasing the latest, greatest technology, right? So like you know, I am, I have no funnel, but I want to do a messenger bot with a text message, you know, like notification (laughs) update, right? But they have nothing, right? So tell us kind of like how you work that system between laying the foundation and then adding the technology and where the role of the technology really is. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So I am a tech geek and, you know, like you, I have been very into chatbots. I've I've, it's, yes, it's something that I have no trouble diving in. I see, I see a new technology and I just want to use it and unpack it and, and dig it apart. So I even have to remind myself of this. And I think that, that a lot of people that are technically inclined or like uh, new trendy things that happen, you know, we, we can just dive in and forget that, you know what, we have to have a foundation here. And that's really at the end of the day, if you look at something like a messenger bot or, um, you know, a certain piece of software that's going to help you put together a funnel or a project management tool, at the end of the day, that is just all that they are. They're tools. They're just a vehicle to help us facilitate the relationship that we're creating with our customers. So, the tools are great and they help us make a lot of advances. They make our lives easier. They make our clients' lives easier. They help us communicate better with our clients and give our clients more of what they need and what they want. But that's just it. They're just tools. So we really have to have a solid foundational understanding of marketing basics, going back to the basics because take away the technology 
take away the, the, the tools, the fancy gadgets of the moment. And you have to have a, a foundation to work off of. You, you could think of it, I guess, kind of like getting married, you know, people get caught up in the wedding and putting together this fancy party and, and everything. And, and we're forgetting to uh, make sure that, that we have a solid relationship as a couple before that happens. The same is true with marketing. Make sure that you know yourself, that you really have a strong understanding of your business, the value you provide for people, what makes you different, what makes you stand out. Know your customer. Make sure that you really understand their pain points, the transition that they're looking for to get from problem A, you know, their problem A to the solution, which is Z, what that picture looks like for them. And then it's using the technology and the tools to communicate with that, to communicate those things to them. So it it's just about forcing yourself to, um, step back. Sometimes, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's putting a rubber band on your wrist. <laughs> and if you get too into the, the, the nitty gritty and the tech, which like I said, admittedly, I love. So I, I have to remind myself of this often that, okay, wait a second, let's go back and look at the basics. Is this tool really enhancing the relationship or is it just noise? Is it getting in the way? Oh my God, that's such a good question. (laughs) That's a good question. I love that. And I think too, like how I usually teach um, the addition of the tools is kind of like, do your funnel first, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're, if it's the first time you're running a webinar, like do the straight webinar first. And then you can add like text message or reminders and the bot, right? But Mm -hmm. the webinar itself is a big enough project for you to focus on for the first time, just leaving it as basic as possible. And then you can add that. And then also you have nothing to compare to, right? So is it adding to the customer experience? Is it adding to the bottom line, if you don't have something to compare it to, then it's really hard to tell if it's adding to the, to the equation or just taking up time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and baseline analytics and data are so critical. You have to have someplace to start. Um, and I, I think that um, you, you can't just dive in and expect, you know, we, we, in this society, we kind of have this instant gratification and online marketing. In the online marketing world, we have a tendency to to look at, oh wow, look at all these things you can do, and you can you can have this pop up, and you can do that, and we look at that and we make it seem so simple and so easy to put that together. But we have to just restrain ourselves, and we have to take it down to the simplest level to get your baseline analytic to know okay, does this product even, is this product even what the customers want? And I see people that go through all this work of putting up a funnel and optimizing it and trying to pick over, you know, conversion rates on one specific landing page. And it turns out that it's, it's the product itself. It's not what the customers even want. So yeah, it's very critical to, um, to just do it as simple as possible first and then grow on that. It's a constant evolution. That's what your, your funnel should be an evolution. Your product, your marketing should be a constant evolution. Love that. Oh my gosh. Everything about that statement. (laughs) (laughs) 
especially like let me just go back to you know the stressing over a single number so i think that's a huge huge piece of of where people tend to get stuck right like oh my god my landing page is converting at xyz or it is you know like it's that single single focus rather than mm -hmm. the bird's eye view like going back to your analogy right mm-hmm mm -hmm. and i and i and i don't fault people for that because that is something tangible to grasp onto and when there's so many points to evaluate it's very easy to go, oh, conversion rate, I know what that means. Let me look at that number and, oh, figure out why this number isn't exactly what it's supposed to be. And so, you know, that's, I think that's just human nature to, to grasp onto something that we can comprehend and, and go with it. That's where I stress the importance of having team members or working with an outside person that has just a really solid, solid foundation in marketing in general and isn't, you know, the, the funnel expert of the moment. Um, so that person can strip away those numbers for a moment. You know, yes, it's important to look at those numbers and they'll, they'll take you there when they're ready. But to understand how all of the moving pieces fit together so that they can look at that one conversion rate and go, mm, yeah, I think eventually we want to work on this, but that's not the piece. That's not what the holdup is. If you look at in the entire customer journey, if you look at the steps that people are taking through your business, there's something else there that might stand out where, where things are falling off and someone else might be able to identify that for you. If you're not able to take the step back, if you feel overwhelmed, like, well, I don't know where, this is happening. I don't know why people aren't taking this action. Someone else might be able to help you get that perspective. Yeah. And I feel like it's just so much like, you know, when we're so close to our business, like we, we, you know, like we can sometimes just be way too close to it to really see the whole thing. And I think that's a great point. And totally, I mean, we've all had those moments where we get stressed out about a single <laughs> landing page conversion. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I shared it here or not, but um, a few weeks ago I did a challenge launch and the challenge launch ended up doing really well. But in the beginning of the challenge launch, I was like, Oh my God, my landing page conversion is so low. And I was running, I run ads, so I was running it to cold traffic, which was expected, but I was still unhappy, so I, I decided to create a test, and I was teaching my clients, like, in this situation, you want to create a test, like, you don't necessarily want to change everything, because then you kind of don't know what worked, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, too many variables. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing a test, and the original page ended up performing exponentially better than the test. And the only difference in the conversion rate happened because it was a deadline, right? Like you couldn't get into the challenge prior, you know, after the set date and there was like a countdown timer and everything. Right. But mm -hmm. changing no other variables, having that countdown timer there really helped to increase the conversions. And I thought to myself, like, see, like, if I would have just 
changed everything and gotten all stressed out about this rather than saying, I'm just going to perform a test. I'm just going to see if it's the button being under the, you know, the thing or not. And it ended up all working out fine. However, like, you know, it was just one step in the whole funnel too. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole thing is like, there's just so many moving pieces. And when we're so close to it and we're like just checking on the back end real quick and we happen to see a number (laughs) (laughs) we're like oh my gosh yeah exactly and you you hit on that you know we're we're kind of our own worst enemy sometime we could you could have something that is so close to working and because you have a little bit of anxiety about why it's not working and and kind of tweak the wrong thing you could end up throwing the entire thing out of whack. And, and so that's why, you know, we have to just have patience and we have to be able to take some deep breaths and really step back and, and try and get as much perspective as possible before we go and tinker with things. You know, I, I think of it as tinkerers. I, my husband is an engineer and so he can tinker with something all day long, anything mechanical all day long. Well, the same is true for marketers when it comes to their funnels. <laughs> so we have to just kind of resist that temptation and uh, and try and bring more data and more perspective to it at the same time. Yeah. I love that you mentioned patience. Like when I run Facebook ads and so when I am either helping people with ads or coaching people on it, they're like, what's the number one thing that I need? Like what's the magic <laughs> thing? And I'm like, patience. And they hate yes. me for it, but it's so true, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And excuse me. And I think not, you know, not getting comfortable with um, patience, but not settling for, oh, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Um, Patience, but not, not passiveness, I guess, is the right way to put that. You know, you have to, you have to be patient and let things work, but always having kind of a a little bit of a skeptical eye on things like, okay, why this, I see what this is doing and I'm going to stand back and observe it right now. I'm not going to do anything to it right now, but why is it doing this? And kind of always look at it with a critical mind and, and try and figure out why before you touch anything. Yeah. So true. So true. Love it. So, um, is there anything else that you think is really important for our listeners here to kind of know as they're, um, you know, creating their, their businesses and really trying to get their programs into more, uh, more people's hands? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I kind of preach this over and over and I think that is just really going back to the basics really trying to uncover what is, you know, how, how much do you truly understand the basics of marketing, which all it is, is understanding behaviors, knowing how customers react and, and human behavior, why they make decisions, why they purchase the things that they do, and knowing your business and yourself and being really strong in your values and what benefit that you provide for people and just really focusing on that knowing and once you have the confidence in that and know those things and put that at the foundation of everything you do in your marketing 
then adding the technology, adding the tools to facilitate that relationship becomes much, much easier and, um, and much more fun once you do that. So, so really just trying to keep that perspective, you know, going back and forth between the 30,000 foot big picture strategic view and the thousand foot view and not getting comfortable in either one of those places because they need constant evaluation and reevaluation. Love that. So what is one action that people can take this week to help them to take that business to the next level? I think the best um, thing that someone can do for their marketing is to, and I, I, love this concept by Donald Miller and it's called the um, story brand. And basically it's, it's the idea that if you think about every movie has this sort of formula that it follows to um, convey this story to people. People love stories. We're all captivated by stories. And so this concept is to basically discover what the story is of your business. And it starts out with, the main character has a problem and you know there's all these different routes that the main character could take they have a desire for something and they could go all these different directions and they struggle and they struggle and they struggle and then a hero comes in and your business is the hero and you basically take this um, customer under your wing and you know you can take them to the place of transformation and I think getting clear on that for your business and creating that narrative and then applying that to all of your marketing will do wonders for the response that you'll get from people and the amount of connection that you can create for people. So I would definitely suggest checking that out. It's Donald Miller story brand. Um, Just spend, you know, spend an hour this week going through that framework and putting that together for your business and use that in all of the marketing copy that you write and, and you'll see a huge transformation. Love it. Thank you so much um, for coming and chatting with us and having an amazing conversation. Where can people find out more about you, Kelly? Yeah. And thanks so much for having me. Um, it's etc.com slash uh, impact. Let me, let me just double check that for you. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yep. Etcetera.com slash impact. Um, and I have a free video series there. It's six steps to elevate your marketing impact. So you can feel free to grab that and learn a little bit more. Awesome. So excited to, um, have everybody go and check that out. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thanks for chatting with us. And I will see you everybody on next week's episode where we're going to be talking about something really important is called thought leadership. And it's exactly how you really stand out online, how you differentiate yourself from the competition, how your ideas can magnetize and attract the right people as well as create consistent results repeatedly for your clients. It's a huge, really important topic that I'm going to be building out some training around inside of one of my programs. And I wanted to give you guys here a sneak peek at what that looks like. So, um, join us next week on Monday for that episode on thought leadership. Also, If you can't get enough of the trainings and you want more support, 
come and join us for Facebook Lives. I've been doing daily Facebook Lives at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on my business page, marianacruiz.com. So, or no, not .com. Mariana C. Ruiz is my business page. Um, And we'll link to it in the show notes, but come and join us for the lives. You have an opportunity to ask me anything that's going on for you, um, as well as I do teaching on specific topics. Um, So come and join us. Mariana series business page. And I'll see you next week in our episode about thought leadership. Head on over to impactdrivenentrepreneur.com where you can find an arsenal of videos, blog posts, and previous podcast episodes to help you increase your profit and impact. Again, impactdrivenentrepreneur.com and click on blog. Enjoy. Enjoy.